0: Pack your bags. It's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello
1: again. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi. We talk a lot about food on this show. That's because Vegas has a lot of great dining opportunities of all types, price levels, and cuisines. You want to find a good way to sample a bunch of them? Well, you can go on a food tour, which also talks about history and architecture as well. You'll meet Vicki Wilson today, who runs Vegas Valley Food Tours, and she'll tell us all about it. Later in the show, we'll transition from food to drink as we head out to the Golden Tiki in Chinatown for one of those great tropical drinks that were so popular in the last century. All this plus our weekly trip back in time to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame and this week a really fun trip as you'll relive the great performances of the Rat Pack. And finally, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, our Vegas insider, he and I will discuss one of the oldest hotels in town, the El Cortez, which is celebrating its 75th year in Las Vegas. Well, if it's Las Vegas, you know it's food. It's an important part of the experience of Las Vegas, and I'm not talking about some of the many fine chains that are involved in Las Vegas, but really some of those Vegas-only type places, and specifically when you get downtown, there's some really unique uh, options there, and one of the ways to find them in a very fun way is called Vegas Valley Food Tours. And with us is the creator of Vegas Valley Food Tours, Vicky Wilson. Vicki, uh... Sure, it was a lot of fun for people that are visiting, and they're going to enjoy it, right? Because, for starters, you're just a self described foodie yourself, right?
2: Um, that is correct. My dad was a chef for well over 30 years. He just recently retired, and my mom bakes easily two or three days a week. But, you know, I have 40 years of eating experience, so that does help out just a little bit.
1: As I looked into it and so forth, it's not just, you know, hey, we're going to hit a few restaurants and so forth, but it's really kind of a great way. And, of course, you can do it in downtown because it's easy to get around and so forth. But you're going to learn a lot about the town at the same time. I mean, is this something you're proud to show off the city? And downtown is a little different than what maybe they read about, uh, you know, some of the restaurants on the Strip and such.
2: Yeah, we purposefully made this really more about culture, history, architecture, and food. Um, Downtown is our original community, if you don't necessarily start with, like, the Mormon Fort and the Mormons were here and Native American stuff like that. Um, That was our first thriving community as a rail town in 1905, so... There's a lot of great history. We still have a lot of the great old hotels that are still there, the El Cortez, the Golden Gate, the Plaza, um, the Four Queens. So we really want people to see that historic side of Vegas while experiencing some of the newness that's happening in Fremont East and with the downtown project and all of the new small businesses that are moving into the area. So we really do encompass a lot about the history of Vegas and really understanding where we have come over the years that we've been active in the downtown community.
1: Well, you just mentioned Fremont Street East, and I think that is really different, right? Because, you know, it's very close to gambling, of course, and so forth in the nightlife, but it really it's become an area of itself that's really about not only clubs, but really it's about food. And there's a lot of people trying some different things. Is that kind of a change maker, so to speak, in downtown, where now there's people that want to come there to kind of try their new eclectic ideas and such?
2: Yes, and we really can't talk about Fremont East exclusively without talking about Tony Shan, the downtown project um, and a lot of the businesses that they have either helped fund or some of the stuff that they've helped to revitalize in the Fremont East area but It's like a business incubator. If you look down there, there are so many new businesses that are coming and so many businesses that are going and um, creating space for people that have great ideas like Container Park, um, which opened up just a few years ago, three years ago to be exact. And you're just seeing so many people that have an idea. And, I mean, your business can be as small as 200 square feet. (laughs) You know, uh, one person kind of mans it all day, but there have just been some great businesses that have come downtown. I mean, we have just started partnering with a donut bar. Um, They started um, in San Diego, but they are voted one of, like, the world's best donuts. And so we are so happy that they have um, decided to partner with us. Uh, we've worked with Cupcakes, which now operates exclusively now up at Tivoli, if I'm not mistaken, or Boca Park, one of the two. No, no, no. It's definitely Tivoli. Um, and it, it's just been great to see our businesses grow. Um, it's been great to welcome new businesses that have moved into this space. So it's it's really great time um, to be partnering with a lot of the small businesses here in downtown Las Vegas.
1: Well, talk about growing. Vegas Valley Food Tours, yeah, you know, you start. Still- Started out just doing this on Saturdays, and now it's really uh, taken off. Did it kind of surprise you how quickly people uh, kind of jumped to this, or did you just think, "Hey, just give me a chance; I can get people excited about this"?
2: <laughs> you know what? Um, this really just kind of happened. Uh, I was very happy. I was I was a social worker for the Department of Family Services for 19 years. I was very happy uh, recruiting foster parents, training foster parents, supporting kids and families for the purpose of adoption. I just went out and got my master's in special education just in case I wanted to be an educator because I love teaching. Um, and I took a... I took a trip to Chicago, and everybody said, oh, Chicago, it's dangerous. You know, you got to be careful. you got to watch out. But they have great food. And so <laughs> I started looking for opportunities in Chicago, ran across the food tour, took it, and I thought that is the best, that has to be the best job in the world. Um, And the person I went with was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you you didn't see what that tour guide did? Like we ate and we talked about history and culture and architecture. And that has to be the job for me. Um, But I love child welfare. I love working with foster parents and, and I had a case vote at that time. And so I just said, you know, if if I can do it part-time, I will. Um, there were no food tour companies when I wanted to do it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is, and people were like, well, just be a tour guide. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. There's this food component that um, adds so much more to it. And so I realized then that if I wanted to do it and do it in a way that was meaningful and that really honored the culture, history, small business owners, that I needed to do it myself. So um, my initial goal was actually to start an arts district. I love the Arts District. I love what's going on over there right now. Um, and unfortunately, there just weren't enough businesses to make it last. Um, I started talking to chefs. There used to be like that little um, Argentinian restaurant in the first church in Vegas, and I was talking to Bar Bistro, And, you know, we lost both of those shortly after I started talking to them. And it was just really hard in the Arts District. Restaurants were a little bit further apart from each other. And there are some great ones like Lola's, um, which she focuses on Creole and Cajun food. But she is so isolated, and so I said, "You know what, Vicky? Just think about a place where the restaurants are a little bit closer, a little bit more walkable." And then that kind of took me back to the Fremont East and historic downtown area. So, but honestly, originally I was just thinking, just do it in your office, (laughs) you know, just do it in your office, and keep being a social worker and. As luck would have it, people just kept calling for, you know, can we have a tour on Monday? Can we do one on Tuesday? And social work just doesn't allow you all right. that freedom. Um, and so um, then my primary job promoted me. They promoted me to management. And then so I started working with both parents and having to not only just do my work but support my workers. And I just realized that in order to do both and do both well,
1: yeah. I
2: needed to make a choice. And I knew that the business needed me. I mean, I thought of every possible, I was like, oh, I'll just hire tour guides, but at the end of the day, um, no one's going to care about your business the way that you care about your business, and if they ever needed to take off, or or if something went wrong, um, like I said, social work wouldn't have allowed me to support them the way that they needed to be supported, so I just took a gamble on it and said, let me just try the food tour, Um, so I started about a year and a half ago, doing it six days a week, and You know, I had to grow and expand and, you know, get more partners. And eventually I did get a tour that went down to the Arts District. Uh, We called it the Breakfast, Brunch, and Lunch, which really should have been Breakfast, Brunch, Lunch, Lunch, Lunch. (laughs) Um, And we started in the Fremont East area, went down to the Arts District and worked our way back. So... Now there's so much going on in the arts district. I know the city of Las Vegas is working on like an an expansion project. I think a road project, I think they're called the neon project or something of that project neon or whatever it is. They're doing an expansion. So I just see more and more businesses that are looking for the arts district. So I'm, hopeful that by the end of this, this season, we will have a, a product that operates exclusively out of the arts district.
1: I mean, you look at some of the things with guys like Anthony Bourdain and some of the things they do on the Travel Channel and the Food Network Channel, where you're not just talking about food, but rather, you're talking about culture and history through food. And that's what I find interesting. And I, I just think your timing on this is great. I got to think people that they're actually searching this out.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I think that it, it means a little bit more to you. Like I can tell you that there's a great Italian restaurant, Chicago Joe's, in downtown Las Vegas, and you'll go and and you're likely to enjoy it. But when I tell you that you know Joe's family moved out here in 1975, he has a lot of his mom's recipe. His mom is Sicilian. The family has owned restaurants not only here but back in Chicago. You know the family. Actually, remodeled the home themselves um, and turned it into a restaurant. His wife, Marlene, is pretty much there every single day. You know, yeah, right. In the kitchen. So when you know a little bit more about it, I think as, uh, as a guest, you feel a little bit better about being there. It isn't just, I went to an Italian restaurant. It's, I went to an Italian restaurant. It's family run. It's a husband and wife team that runs it. You know, Joe's mama's meatballs are fabulous. They don't mess with mama's stuff. Mama was a good cook. And, and, and you just know a little bit more about it and, it, and it makes you feel a little bit better about spending your time and money there. And, um, and you feel like you, you know them.
1: Back with more from Vicki Wilson of Vegas Valley Food Tours in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
0: world-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
1: I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire
3: life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life.
1: So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing?
3: Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848. Or email me at logan at Loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreedcoaching.com.
4: Waste Management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put Waste Management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute.
5: They were asked to risk their lives in order to
1: save their enemy.
5: The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund.
1: We need someone to go in there and bring them out.
5: From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com.
3: Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you.
5: I'm proud to call you my father.
6: Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me, donate now at snowballexpress.org.
0: This is our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs.
7: Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy?
0: No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs.
7: Does it really matter?
0: Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Eh, Let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick.
7: I've never heard of lumens.
0: Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb.
7: You know, Grandpa... You're a pretty bright guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov.
8: That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy.
0: And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again.
1: We are chatting with Vicky Wilson of the Vegas Valley Food Tours, which in just two and a half hours will take you on a short walking visit to some of the very best restaurants in downtown Las Vegas. All that, plus you'll get to see some fine sights and learn a little about the history of the town. Well, let's talk about some of these tours because they're a lot of fun. There's a few different ones that I want to talk about. It. The uh, traditional um, downtown Las Vegas foodie tour, Tell us what that consists of. So somebody's going to go there. They find out where you're at. They, they go to the tour. What are they going to do?
2: Yes, yeah, so we, we'll start off at a meeting location. We actually just recently made a, um, a really quick change to that tour. So uh, we start off at the Grand Hotel, which used to be the Lady Luck, and um, we start at Freedom Beat. Um, chef Scott Cummings is the chef there, the Hell's Kitchen Season 12 winner, um, and they asked us if we, could, we would consider bringing them on the tour this season. So we're really excited. That's a new tasting location for us. And we talk a little bit about the history of the Lady Luck and the Grand Hotel and why we think it's fabulous and why it's such a great location. I mean, being next to the Mob Museum and um, Pizza Rock and Triple George, and there's a farmer's market every Friday down there as well. Um, And then we go in and we start eating. And then we are out the door and we're over towards Zappos and Gold Spike, and we talk a little bit about that. And then we're into our next tasting location over at Rachel's Kitchen which I think is wonderful, um, and, and then we're off to the next basic location, and that's either like the Donut Bar or Zydeco Po' Boy Shop. So, you know, we really just kind of walk and, eat our, and talk our way through the downtown area. We only go four blocks. We start on 3rd. We end on 7th, so there isn't a whole lot of walking on the tour, but I love downtown because it is walkable. Um, you know, when you're on the strip sometimes talking about walking past one location, could easily be a thirty or forty-minute walk, depending on how busy it is and how many people.
9: Oh, so absolutely! Downtown,
2: yeah, downtown you could easily walk from first to eighth, you know, in just a few minutes. So we love that. That we love that part about downtown, and you know, there's a lot of touristy things down there. You know, you have the Fremont Street Experience, which is always um, interesting. Um, you have Pond Stars, which is over closer to the Arts District. Um, but there's something about going to these local hangouts. Um, a lot of the guests will comment. They're like, gosh, you seem to know quite a few people. But, you know, I worked downtown quite for quite yeah. some time. So it's nice when they get a chance to kind of see, oh, this is where locals come.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and tell us now, how much food are you going to get? I mean, what I understand is there's quite a bit of food. It's not, the, you know, it, it, it's not like a buffet where you're going to just be eating and, eating and eating and feel sick. But at the same time, you're going to get plenty of food.
2: Absolutely. We, we encourage guests not to have a large breakfast before the tour. Our original downtown Las Vegas food tour starts at 10 a.m., and so you're there pretty early. Within 15 minutes, we're sitting down having our first tasting, so it really doesn't serve a huge purpose to come and eat a whole lot of food before a food tour. We do. We always do three sit-down tasting locations. And at our sit-down tasting locations, there's usually about two or three tastings that are in front of you. And, you know, we encourage people to try it. You know, even if it's something your mama wouldn't have made for you, try it. You might like it. You might not. But this is a food tour. You know, we're out here to put some foods in front of you that you may not have had otherwise. So, um, good advice. Yeah, and majority of the time, the guests really do enjoy the tastings, which is is an awesome experience.
1: Well, you know, it's one of those things when you go to Vegas, you want to have some story to come back with. Well, what better way than to go out and try some different food that maybe you wouldn't get at home? I want to talk to you about, uh, that's two and a half hours, correct? Is that right? That, that is correct. Okay. And then you also do a private group uh, tour. You call it the Bites and Beverage Foodie Tour. Now, what does that consist of, and how do you do that?
2: Yeah, so Bites and Beverages. So we had a lot of people that were contacting us, especially after taking the tour and saying, hey, I'm coming back to Vegas, but I'm coming back with a bridal group, I'm coming back with my company, you know, my family's coming, and we just kind of want to do something ourselves. And so um, there are a lot of great vendors um, for evening opportunities that we've worked with. Like um, we work with Hugo Seller, which I just love. Um, they are a wonderful, wonderful steakhouse in downtown Las Vegas. We've also worked with Binion's, and there are just so many others that we've worked with on um less regular um, times. And so we said, you know what, let's just put it out there and say that we're willing to do private groups and we're willing to do up to 30 guests. Now, this one is different from the um, original tour in that every single location is a sit-down tasting location. Every single location, you'll get a drink of choice. And that's really just because it's it's more of a progressive style dinner, so we'll do appetizers and then we'll do a main course and then we'll do a specialty and then we'll end with desserts. So, um, just a little bit different. Um, on our regular tour, we know we go to like Genju chocolates. We stop and have popcorn. We'll stop and have you know jerky. We'll stop and have donuts. So not every single location is a sit-down tasting location. Whereas the bites and beverages really is. So, okay. and and the feedback has been awesome.
1: It sounds like a lot of fun, and again, we want to tell people, too, although the food is the main course, so to speak, there's a lot of history and stuff, so it's kind of a good way, especially for first-timers, but even for people that have been there many times, to really learn about Vegas, specifically downtown Vegas, which, you know, long before the Strip took off was the place where all the action was.
2: Yeah, and that's what I tell people. When, when I co- go to downtown, I am, I'm born and raised in Vegas. Both of my parents came here as children. When I think about downtown, that takes me back to my childhood. I I mean, I remember when the movie theaters were downtown, I remember when Fremont Street was open. You know, my uncle would wash his car. He'd put on his best outfit. You'd get in a car, and you would just kind of cruise up and down Fremont Street. Everybody got dressed up to come downtown. Uh, My dad went to Las Vegas High School. He remembers being there as a little boy, and, you know, you did your shopping and hanging out in downtown. Things have changed so much that... So many of us that have um, grew up here or visited Vegas when, you know, back in the 60s and 70s and 80s, downtown is what you remember, you know. So I I like to share that with people, and it's so much more affordable than other parts of Vegas. I mean, I still get, you know, guests that write me in their lives. I see a hotel room for 30 bucks night. Tell me what it looks like. I'm like, you know, I'm like it, it looks just fine or they'll see a steak and lobster dinner for, you know, 11 bucks. They're like, what does steak and lobster for $11 taste like? I'm like, it tastes pretty good if you're looking in downtown Las Vegas. They still have those great deals and it's it's an affordable place and with the downtown project they're just making so many places family friendly like Container Park and Gold Spike. Now we have the Smith Center that has Discovery Cove and there really is an opportunity for people to bring their entire family, regardless of age, and enjoy the downtown community.
1: Well, this sounds great. So people that want to get involved in this, whether they're interested in it for the history, whether they're foodies themselves, they're looking for some really unique places. This tour is great. Let's tell them, Vicki, how, uh, how they can get involved. What do they have to do to uh, take this tour?
2: Yeah, so they can go to our website. We have VegasValleyFoodTours.com, or they're welcome to call our reservation office. It's um, 800-656-0713, and we'll happily make the reservation for them either over the phone or they're welcome to do it online as well.
1: Well, Vicki, we can't wait. Thanks uh, so much. Keep us updated on uh, any new places you're adding as you go on. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. When we return, you'll hear again from our friend Brandon Powers. Now, last week, Brandon took us to his great pizza joint and evil Knievel shrine called Evil Pie. He also owns a place called the Golden Tiki. It's located in Chinatown, and its retro feel back to the 1940s, 50s, and 60s has made it one of the hip stops in all of Vegas, and we're going to talk to him about that in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
0: Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at vegasneversleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
4: You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management.
6: You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America, thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United
4: Water. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong?
10: Oh, uh, It's just the bridesmaid's dresses for Lindsay's wedding.
4: Oh, no. Tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh,
10: uh, They're not fuchsia.
4: Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. (laughs) Great. We'll look like a chorus line.
10: No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most
4: concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't think... It's
10: not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages.
4: What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep.
10: I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day.
4: Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny.
5: There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to Dexnos.com.
3: Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you.
6: Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org.
9: My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life.
0: A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my
3: doctor. A sore lump or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that
0: oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer, but it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life.
3: If you're an African-American man, You need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health.
0: We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi.
1: With us again this week is Brandon Powers, restaurant entrepreneur. Last week, Brandon shared his desire to honor Evil Knievel and make great pizza available to Las Vegas with his new restaurant, Evil Pie. Brandon joins us again today to discuss another of his ventures. Brandon? you know also have a really cool place, uh, the Golden Tiki, it's in Chinatown, I believe. What a cool place it you know b- brings us back to the days where Tiki was wonderful, the great drinks. Whatever made you start that.
7: I was actually, uh, I, 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 I DJed a lot in, during the 90s. I was a promoter and I had, in San Diego, there was a place called the Islands Restaurant at the old Hanalei Hotel. And it was one of the last untouched tiki bars in America. And it was, it was a paradise. And I would do an event there every week that would draw about a thousand people. And one day they came in and they, they said, we're, we're painting everything white, we're ripping everything out, we're going modern. And they destroyed it. It was really sad. So for years, I wouldn't do anything with the tiki. With tiki stuff, I'm just like, I'm over it. And I, the opportunity was presented to me by my business partner, Jeff Fine. And he says, hey, I have this great spot in Chinatown. Do you want to do a tiki bar? And he said, hey, I'll do the tiki bar if I can do it right. Like what I experienced back at the Honolulu Hotel. So I made an homage to their great waterfalls, their giant clamshells, the booths, the music, the lighting. Um, and the, I have this hallway of curiosities. I have Fijian mermaids, shrunken heads, um, the place is amazing, and I wanted to be like the kooky, weird uncle or the, the place that you would stop on the, on the roadside attraction on the side of the road because I think those kind of unique places um, become endearing to people. They're not cookie-cutter, and people want to experience them, and they'll tell their friends to experience them, and they have longevity. They'll last many, many years beyond their n- a normal uh, sh- life or shelf life of a business. So that's why I wanted to do it. No, I think it's great, and anybody that's experienced a tiki room loves that thing. I mean, back to the days of the Disneyland, where
1: right. they had the tiki room. And it's a place where you can go get a great drink that you
7: don't have to be embarrassed of, because you're drinking at the tiki bar. Yeah, no, no, no. The, you know, the tiki, tiki culture is is great. I can look in my bar at any given night, and I can see cowboys. I can see hip-hop artists. I can see punk rockers, young, old, gay, straight, whatever it is. Everyone's together. It makes it kind of kooky and kind of, you know, they're drinking out of giant clamshells or coconut bowls or whatever, but it's fun. And it's escapism. And and it started out in the 30s when people couldn't afford, because of the Depression, to go on these vacations. And during the war, you had all these um, soldiers that would come back and these tales of the Polynesian islands and places, and they would... They would want these dr- drinks that they had or these experiences, and that's when tiki culture really took off. And so it's escapism, and that's why I theme everything out so crazy, is people, you know, they'll go to the same old, same old, but they want to essentially escape. They want to have an experience, and um, we're in the business of providing experiences. Now, these are two great places you got to visit.
1: It's Evil Pie and the Golden Tiki. Do you have any more coming up? I mean, any ideas in that
7: head of yours? Uh, I, have, I have a bunch of ideas, and i am just got to, you know, get these tightened up and to the right experience possible and uh we have a a, quite a few things that will be coming they're really exciting really interesting things that are perfect fits for uh for las vegas you know people come to las vegas they want a certain experience they have a certain experience in mind where they saw the movie casino or or whatever they they want to experience old vegas and i want to provide that for them i want to provide that experience
1: well, you certainly do, and if people want to plan for their trip ahead, where do we go for both the restaurants on the web to find out, you know, the address and all that stuff to see what you got?
7: You can check us out at uh, thegoldentiki.com and evilpie.com. Dot dot com? <laughs> <laughs> I should know this. I am so bad. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I should know my social media. Is it evilpie.com? Okay, it's evilpie.com. dot ecom You have to forgive me. I haven't had my coffee this morning.
1: Well, we'll check it out. They're great places, and you can find out how to come here. Thanks so much for uh, doing this. Really appreciate
7: it. Thank you so much. It's an honor,
1: and I appreciate it. You might remember a few weeks ago, we spoke to the folks from the Mob Museum who told us about their newest exhibit, which discusses Prohibition. Along with Al Capone, perhaps the most memorable person from that era, is Elliot Ness, whose story was told in the TV series and movie The Untouchables. But there's a lot more to Ness than that, and to tell us more is Douglas Perry. He's put out a book called Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero, and as one who was a fan of the old Untouchable show, I found this book fascinating. We think we know everything there is to know about Elliot Ness, but in reality, we really don't, do we, Douglas? I mean, he's a guy, we know some of that stuff with the Al Capone days, but uh, there's a lot more to Elliot Ness than just that time.
9: That's right. Uh, that's that's what uh, drew me to this subject. Here you have this guy who is world famous, uh, and yet, what we actually know about him is very little, and and much of that is incorrect. Uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of gossip and uh, mythologizing, misperceptions out there uh, that even historians have fallen into over the years. And uh, one thing I discovered is is that you know really. Uh, His life had never truly been uh, properly investigated.
1: More with Douglas Perry in just a moment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
0: Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
4: You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, Waste Management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management.
5: Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund.
1: We need someone to go in
5: there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans.
8: They are Forgotten Heroes.
5: Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesThemovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesThemovie.com.
1: Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut Free Prescription Discount Card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website, rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RxCut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit RxCutDiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire
3: life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life.
1: So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about, about you and what you're doing?
3: Sure. You can give me a call at 360 or email me at logan at Loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreedcoaching.com.
11: You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit HomeSafePMI.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities.
0: Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi.
1: You are listening to Douglas Perry, the author of Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero. Well, and I think what's great is you realize this guy really was an incredible man. I mean, some of the things he did after the, uh, the Capone days really uh, have affected the way we fight crime in this country. But on the other hand, he wasn't the hero that... Uh, In the way he was portrayed, say, by Robert Stack, for example, in in the TV show or by uh, Kevin Costner in the uh, movie. I remember in the old television show, he was beyond reproach when it came to his family life with women and so forth. Actually, he had some problems in that regard, didn't he?
9: He did, and and that's right. Ness would not have recognized the Hollywood uh, portrayals of him. Uh, He was uh, absolutely incorruptible as a lawman and a very innovative lawman who who, uh, uh, in many ways uh, helped uh, invent what we now know of as the modern uh, police force. And this is all stuff that that came after the Untouchables, which most people don't know about. Um, But in his personal life, he he did have troubles. Uh, He was a depressive personality and uh, he had trouble kind of getting to emotional highs, and, and this this made him uh, a great lawman because he needed the rush, the thrill of uh, these exciting adventures, of, of busting into uh, an illegal brewery or to a gambling hall. Uh, he loved that kind of stuff, uh, and so he, he was obsessed with work, uh, but he couldn't maintain that in his personal life. Uh, he was married three times. Uh, by all accounts, he loved all three of his wives, but he had... Trouble with intimacy and uh, all three marriages foundered. Uh, he, he drank. Uh, he did, uh, did cheat on his wives. Uh, he, was a, he was a flawed man, and, uh, and, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a good man. He tried very hard to be a good man. It's something he struggled with his whole life.
1: Well, and that's what this book does. It really it brings out the story of, of a real person, not this mythical figure that we've turned him into. You know you said the word "incorruptible" at that time, with where America was in terms of uh, you know where we were into the depression and all of a sudden now prohibitions there, uh, it was hard to find somebody that really was incorruptible like that. I mean, and, and the, the idea of the untouchables uh, that was a big thing at its time, wasn't it?
9: It was. Yeah, it was uh, very difficult to find uh, honest men uh, in law enforcement, uh, particularly during Prohibition when, uh, you know, in Chicago, Al Capone's outfit was willing to throw just huge sums of money uh, at uh, police officers and Prohibition agents and judges, uh, and that's why they had free reign of that town for so long. And Ness and his group were the first to uh, really be, difficult for the Capone team to, uh, to knock aside. Uh, they offered uh, to uh, pay Ness uh, his entire annual salary every single month if he would just back off, and Ness refused. Now, uh, Not all of the members of the Untouchables uh, were untouchable. Uh, there, there was actually not a set uh, group. Agents cycled in and out of the squad, and uh, some of them did accept bribes. And Ness kept a very close eye on all of them with kind of a core group of, of, of men who, who helped him with that. And when they found that someone was taking bribes, they would just move him right off of the squad and bring someone else in.
1: As you mentioned in the book, while he did uh, make life very tough for Al Capone, he really had nothing to do with uh, the tax evasion thing, which actually put uh, Capone in
9: prison. That's right. And that's where you see a lot of the criticism against Ness and really kind of the unwinding of his reputation over the years uh, is based on uh, journalists, and historians, you know, looking at the Hollywood representations of this guy who, you know, personally took down Al Capone and then looking at the record and seeing that Capone was sent away on tax charges. And they think, oh, well, wait a minute, I guess this guy, Elliot Ness, was a big fraud. Well, he wasn't a big fraud. Uh, it's, it's very true that Ness had absolutely nothing to do with the tax case that sent Capone to prison, uh, but he never claimed that he did, and that wasn't his charge. That wasn't part of his mission. His job and the, the Untouchables job uh, was to go out there and harass the Capone outfit, make it difficult for them to uh, you know, make their uh, illegal beer and transport it and sell it, Uh, and to squeeze Capone's uh, income stream.
1: We will be back with more from Douglas Perry on next week's show. Up now, time for us to meet with our Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. The El Cortez in downtown is celebrating the 75th year I think it's, I believe it's the oldest, uh, continually running hotel here. Uh, What about the El Cortez? I mean, is that worth a a gander to people? You know, because it sounds interesting to me. I haven't been over there yet, but um, with all that history, it might be worthwhile. I say yes. I'm
10: not, I don't care about the history. I care about, can you play slot machines with coins? I care about that. They have that. I care about cheap drinks. They have that. They have good pizza. They have a massage parlor. I don't know if you call them that. They have a massage place. It's called Happy Feet. I love that, too. They have low-limit gambling. Uh, they have, uh, they're have. they going to be doing a uh, new bar. They're going to rework their casino bar. I broke that story a year ago. It hasn't happened yet, but I think it is going to. It's called uh, Imbibe, I think, is going to be the name of it. Mark my words, that's going to happen. Uh, so it's in an interesting part of town. And I would say that the El Cortez may be not a destination on its own. It's a little, it's low roller, which I like. But if you can figure out a way to also go to the Container Park, which is across the street, it is a uh, shopping center that's made of actual shipping containers. That is a great place to stop. There is a new Indian restaurant right next door called Turmeric, Turmeric. You know what I mean. Turmeric of uh, flavors of India. There's a great uh, bunch of bars and restaurants on Fremont East. There's a new pizza place called Evil Pie, which is also good. I would say that El Cortez, as part of Fremont East, is a great place to go. I don't know what to make of the history of things. I don't don't, uh, know that I would visit a place for its history, but there is a certain feel to it that feels like older Vegas. And they've been around forever, so there's things you know they're doing right
1: because they're still around. You can follow Scott anytime at VitalVegas.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
0: From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas,
1: this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psycho babble and that kind of thing, but in reality, this is stuff that... On the surface, may seem like we're going to explore our background, but actually, we're just getting really in touch
3: with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves.
1: Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about, about you and what you're doing?
3: Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at Loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you.
5: I'm proud to call you my father.
6: Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military, heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me, donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes,
5: the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund.
1: We need someone to go in there and bring them out. coming this way!
5: From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans.
8: They are Forgotten Heroes.
5: Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com.
11: Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America, OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org.
0: Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi.
1: Time now to once again go back in time to 20th century Las Vegas with Steve Cutler, curator of the Casino Legends Hall of Fame. So I'm going to start with the one that's probably the most recognizable to fans of Las Vegas. It's actually not one guy. It was four and sometimes more. uh, The Rat Pack. Uh, You know, Steve, when these guys used to play, it was a big deal, right? Even around town here and people would fly in from everywhere. There were celebrities in the crowd. It was really a special moment that despite the huge stars that come here now, there's nothing quite like what that was.
8: That's true. I mean, when the the Rat Pack was in town, and incidentally, they, they never really referred to themselves as a Rat Pack. They they really didn't even care for that name. But uh, it was an event. It was a happening. And you're right. Not only would uh, the, the big gamblers from all over the world and all over the United States flock to Las Vegas to catch them, all the locals and, and all the other entertainers would go to see their show. Uh, and unlike most shows in Las Vegas, or I would say at this point, probably all shows, it was totally unscripted. Uh, There were some gags that they would do nightly, but you never knew when it was going to happen because they really played off the cuff, and that's what made that show so special.
1: And Also, wasn't some of the stuff they did considered really, I don't know if racy is the right word, but It was pretty provocative stuff uh, for the country at that time, and they were big enough stars where they could get away with it.
8: They they could get away with it. Matter of fact, they could get away with just about anything. Uh, They brought so much money into the hotels. Uh, Lots of times the casino owners, they'd be sitting uh, out in the audience, and they'd kind of be uh, hiding their faces, but uh, they'd be smiling when they were counting the money later in the count room. Uh, So they let a lot of things go. But that was just Las Vegas, and the Rat Pack, they were the true personification of cool. And I would put them in the same category as James Bond. It's the personification of cool. And incidentally, there was nobody cooler than Dean Martin.
1: Well, of course, the Rat Pack is all gone now, but if you want to relive those great days of the past, there's an excellent show in town. It's called The Rat Pack is Back, and it plays at the Tuscany Suites and Casinos Monday through Saturday nights, all starting at 7.30. It rates four and a half stars at Vegas.com. It's a great show. You might want to go ahead and uh, see it when you come into town. And, of course, when you're out of town, you can still be part of Las Vegas by visiting the Casino Legends Hall of Fame at, simply enough, Fame.com. Thank you for joining us again this weekend. Make sure to join us every weekend as we bring you the fun and excitement of Las Vegas to your home. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps.
0: We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
12: Don't be stupid with your skin It's the only skin you're in Know what's good and bad to do Find the right and wrong for you It's time to learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beat red Wrinkles come from the UV light And eight spots make you a frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tanned and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tannin is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.